You're listening to the Being Stellar Podcast, the podcast for modern leaders and entrepreneurs who are tired of hustle culture and ready to invite more ease and more prosperity into their lives. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth, master teacher and coach, and I am obsessed with helping you avoid burnout while you create a sustainable lifestyle full of possibility and profit on your terms. On the show, you'll hear inspiring stories of possibility, and you'll get empowering strategies and insights from me to support you in creating your stellar life. Well, hello, stellar friends, and welcome back. It's so good to have you here today. I am so glad you joined me because I have such an important topic lined up for you today. I want you to share this topic with your friends, with your family, with people you love, people you don't love. If everybody knew what I'm going to share today, there would be so much less conflict in the world. And so I hope you you will share it and I'm so glad you're here for it. So what we're talking about today is expectations versus agreements. Unmet expectations are the root of all conflict. And so we really want to make sure that we have agreements, not expectations. There are so many hidden expectations in relationships, wherever you are, whether it's work or um, at home with a partner or a kid or a parent, we often operate on hidden expectations and or unspoken expectations that that put pressure on relationships and and cause conflict. And so, as I said, this is such an important thing and it's not an easy thing to do and it's so necessary. And it's part of your growth and you becoming a stellar person in your own stellar life. It's a, it's about having integrity with yourself and also opening yourself up to better, deeper, more meaningful relationships. And I know that that's hard, but let's get into it and let's look at the difference between expectations and agreements. Expectations are something that I hold. I put a requirement on the other person or the institution or whatever it is I'm expecting. And they don't necessarily know that I have that expectation. And so that's where the conflict arises. Whereas agreements are clear. Everybody's on board. Everybody's had the conversation. And the reason why we tend to default to expectations rather than having clear agreements is that creating clear agreements means we might have a disagreement. We might have to resolve a conflict. And most of us would rather avoid a conflict than have a tough conversation that leads to a clear understanding. So it's a bit of an irony, right? And a bit of a catch 22 that in order to not have your uh, expectations disappointed, you've got to have these tough conversations and the, so that you won't have conflict, but then there's a fear that there will be conflict in that conversation. And sometimes that is true. And you can handle any conversation. Nobody died of a conversation. And yes, there is that part of our brain that we have this fear that if we get into a conflict with somebody that somehow we're going to get kicked out of some tribe and sent out into the wilderness to 
die by Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever. And that is just simply not true. Nobody ever died of a tough conversation. And yet we're so afraid to have them, myself included. I mean, this is, a, this is something I'm working on and getting better at. And since I have had coaching and support and my training around making really clear agreements, it's made a big difference. Now, let me give you some examples of how you can set clear agreements and the impact it has when you don't. The first example that comes to mind for me of a, an expectation where there was no clear agreement was uh, a former real estate client of mine, a former, yeah, he was a former real estate client. He was a client when I was a realtor and when he agreed to have me list his home, I was competing to be the listing agent and before he agreed to work with me, his wife wanted to work with me. They, he, he asked me this question. He said, well, if I work with you, if we list our home with you, will you help us out when we're buying? And of course, I mean, I do listing and buying agent. I was, I was both. And I said, of course I'll help you. And I answered the question, Yes, I will help you look for a home and help you buy it. His unspoken expectation that I found out a couple months later, as we were looking at a property and about to make an offer, uh, his unspoken expectation in that question was that I was going to help him out as in give him a discount and rebate some of my commission to him when he bought a home. Now, that was not a clear agreement. And yet he had an expectation that he'd made an agreement. So don't do that, people. If you're working with a realtor and you want a discount, you ask them outright. And if you're working with a realtor and you want a discount, get over it. Don't ask them. They work really hard for their money and they don't get all of it. The government will have their share. The brokers will have their share. There's expenses for running the business. So, you know, that's just a, a soapbox I'm going to get on and get off again. But my, my opinion is really strong on that. It's not to, nobody would ask you to discount your services and your work. Please don't ask realtors to do that. Anyways, you can see I have strong feelings about that because, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard to serve my clients and do a good job for them. And I had no idea that that's what he meant. I'm not sure how I was supposed to know that because he brought it up and said, well, you, when, when I asked you if you could help me out, you said you would. I'm like, mm, yeah, but you didn't ask me if I could discount. So that wasn't a clear request. That wasn't a clear agreement. Now, if he had asked me at that time, we could have had that conversation and I might have said yes, because um, I probably wouldn't have. And because I don't believe that it's necessary for us to buy listings and buy clients. Again, my opinion, if you want to run that business model, go ahead. So, but that was a really good example of somebody who had expectations who didn't clearly state them. And so there was no agreement in place. And I think this happens so often whenever there's a conflict between a, a business and, an, and a client or uh, even between uh, individuals. But let's talk about some examples where that lack of clear agreement happens between businesses. I was speaking to a client of mine recently and he shared that he was in a, a situation with another another contractor consultant was involved in this work that he was doing and 
they came to the site and they did some preliminary kind of uh, investigation and the client was under the impression that this was just them checking things out. They didn't realize the client had no idea that they were going to be charged for this service. Okay. So that was a really unfortunate decision or action on the part of the, the consultant team because that organization, that company lost the client's business because they didn't handle it well. So, because a lot of times consultants will come, they'll have an initial consult that is complimentary as they just review and then make a proposal for the job. And that's what the client thought was happening here. And the, the business owners, the consultants didn't make that clear. So there was no clear agreement. And that actually resulted in you know, an impact on the bottom line of that organization because they lost business. Now, chances are the client would have paid for that service if it had been made clear in advance that that was what the expectation or that there was a clear agreement around it. Okay. So something to keep in mind when you're thinking about where in your business are you not making clear expectations? And I've heard this before. This is not a, a uncommon story. Um, as you know, I, I do uh, mentor some coaches and I've had conversations with coaches where they've had it clearly on the website and on the booking form that the client was to pay for the, the, the call that they were having. And yet the client came in thinking, this is free. So uh, of course, as the business owner, I want you business owner to look, where are you not communicating in a way that leaves the client with absolutely no doubt, leaves the customer with no doubt that this is a service that they're going to be paying for. And so they're not surprised by it. Okay. So be considering how you can clean up your system. So that's clear in your business. Let's take it out of the entrepreneur context for a minute and the business context into the corporate sort of setting. And I have a client who's in middle management and she has expressed frustration to me about the way her, her supervisor is always interfering with tasks that she has been assigned. So the supervisor will assign my client a task to do, and my client is working on it, is perfectly capable of doing it, is perfectly willing to do it, it's in progress, and the boss, the supervisor rather, will step in and take over uh, midway without even saying to my client, hey, I'm going to do this because you haven't done it yet. So what's happening is that There's no clear agreements about who's doing the task, when it needs to be done. And so there's frustration and lack of trust happening. Now, there's a couple of things going on in that dynamic that I think are worth talking about. One is that we have a supervisor who, by the way, is very frantic and busy all the time. And no wonder she's stepping in all the time and taking over tasks that she has already delegated. She's taking them back. If that's you listen up because that's not effective leadership and it's no wonder you're feeling busy and tired. So once you've delegated something, give it away, let it be done and you can set clear agreements. So this is from both sides, whether you're the supervisor or you're the supervisee, you can set clear agreements. If your supervisor doesn't do it, like my client supervisor wasn't setting clear agreements, 
my client is having to lead up. And if you're a supervisor or if you're having to lead up, you can do this. It works just as well with either is asking some clarifying questions that get clear agreements in place. So the supervisor in this case was maybe expecting my client to complete the task in like immediately or in a certain amount of time. And my client was not aware of that. And so she put it in the queue of things to do. And then the supervisor sees it's not done and steps in and takes over. So again, causing frustration and a lack of trust and a feeling for my client, like this person doesn't believe I can do my job and all of that. And I've also worked with other people in the supervisor role where they're not they're not making clear agreements with the, uh, the person they're supervising. And what happens is, is that then they just say, well, I want you to do this. And then they don't, and they get frustrated. And I ask in both cases, did you have a clear agreement about what done looked like and when done was? And most of the times the answer is no. So it's a really easy fix in that kind of a situation where either, whether you're the supervisor or the one being supervised and you're leading up, it's a really easy fix. Make sure you have the conversation. What does done look like? So that the completion of the product or the project is really clear that you have clear agreement. So there's no hidden expectations. So, you know, if, if done looks like, you know, completely finished in a nice package with a bow, then I'm using metaphor, of course, um, then everybody knows that. Whereas if done looks like just a rough draft, it'll do by Friday, then everybody knows that. And again, clear completion dates, and those can be negotiated and should be negotiated, what's reasonable, because I find that leaders, myself included, we tend to overestimate the amount of time somebody else has, or we underestimate the amount of time it's going to take somebody to do something. Um, Whereas we give ourselves a lot of time, we might assume that other people can do it more quickly. And so again, you can, you can, avoid the conflict that can arise from hidden expectations in that work context by having those conversations, having really clear agreements around what is done look like and when is done required. Okay. So let's go into a more personal example right now. So I've given you two work context examples of where having hidden expectations can cause conflict. And I'm going to give you now a couple of examples of where in the personal realm, those hidden expectations can cause conflict. I have a client that I was working with uh, recently who was taking a year off to be on sabbatical to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. And she had been unhappy with her job, was burnt out and was taking that time off to reset, recalibrate, recalibrate, figure out what she wanted to do and, and who she wanted to be. And she was in a position, she was very grateful that her husband was fully supporting it, that they were in a position that she was able to have that time off. And yet she felt an incredible amount of guilt at not contributing financially to the family. And so 
she was making up for that feeling of guilt and not making a contribution by doubling down and doing twice as much around the home. She was doing the cooking, the cleaning, the, um, the grocery shopping, all the things required to run a home that those of us who are running businesses and trying to run homes or even working full-time and trying to run homes, we all know that's a lot of work. And so what was happening is that she had no time to be with herself and reflect on what she wanted to do next because she was just caught up in the day-to-days because she felt so guilty that she wasn't contributing. So she was trying to find other ways to contribute. And so when I asked her, well, do you and your husband have clear agreements around what your role looks like right now and who's doing what now that you're not working? And of course she said no. And so I sent her off with the homework assignment to have that conversation with her husband. It's like, what are your expectations of me? What are, can we create some agreements about the, the, what I'm going to be doing around the home. Of course, I want to contribute and support more because I have more time because I'm not working and I need to carve out time for myself to figure out what comes next for me. And I'm going to put some structure around that. Can we agree that on the days that I'm going to do that, that you will take care of your own dinner or anything like that, right? So I'm giving you an example. So when there are no clear agreements, now there was no conflict yet in the relationship, but there was definitely conflict inside of my client because she felt so guilty about not contributing that she was, again, overworking herself in the domestic tasks to make up for it. And so there definitely was that, that conflict that was unresolved because she had this belief that he had expectations of her that were unexpressed. There was these hidden expectations, right? So the conflict was rising and chances are if they hadn't said this was very early on in her time off that, uh, that I was working with her and if they hadn't set those agreements in place about what it was going to look like, there probably would have been conflict eventually because she would have started resenting that she had no time for herself or he would have started resenting that perhaps that, you know, um, he wasn't, getting what he needed because he didn't have a conversation about it. Okay. So another great, great example of how to set clear agreements and avoid expectations and the conflicts that are arise from having hidden expectations is weekend planning with your partner. Um, I've had this conversation with numerous clients of mine, because of course I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are busy, many of them who work weekends. A lot of the realtors I work with, of course, work weekends. Not all of my clients or who are entrepreneurs work weekends, but realtors do. And even the ones who, my clients who are not realtors and who, and who have weekends off because they've created their business that way, they still have so much going on during the week that and even if you're working for somebody else's job, you have so much going on during the week that you have these ideas, you have these expectations of what your weekend is going to look like and you don't tell your partner and then you end up in an argument because your partner books something or you book something and you didn't tell them. And so when they need something from you, you're like, I'm sorry, I'm not available because I booked this and we can get these conflicts. And so one of the, the most powerful things that you can do for your relationship whether you're married or you're dating is to be really clear and have clear agreements about what the weekend's going to look like. 
You know, I've, I, I know there's been so many times when friends and even clients have told me that their feelings were hurt because their partner wasn't available for them when they thought they were going to be, or the partner planned something with someone else when, when, you know, they wanted to be together. And so, and, and I always ask, did you let your person, your person know, did you let your partner know that you wanted to spend time together? And usually the answer is no. And so, and if the answer is yes, you let them know and they're still making plans elsewhere, we have a different problem. But if you didn't let them know that you had this desire, that you had this longing to spend time together or do something together, you had an expectation. You didn't have an agreement. And so when you get resentful or disappointed because your expectation's not met, that is on you because you didn't make clear agreements. Now, I know sometimes we don't, it's, it's just laziness. We just assume our partner is going to be there and that's a sloppy way to run a marriage or a relationship. But sometimes it's fear that they're going to say no. Sometimes it's distraction. Either way, you can come back from it and, and restore and heal the breaches if you create clear agreements. So if somebody hurt your feelings, your partner hurt your feelings because they made plans without discussing it with you first, you can create an agreement around that. Ask them, hey, can we agree that in future that maybe we're going to share our calendars or that we're going to check in um, on Wednesday or Thursday or whenever and, and see what the weekend's going to look like, right? And I, I love the phrase, just asking the question, I ask this of my husband all the time, what do you want the weekend to look like? Or what do you have in mind for the weekend? And then he'll usually ask me the same thing. And then we coordinate it and it, and it works out really well. So I just uh, urge you to try that. So expectations versus agreements. When you have really clear agreements, you will avoid probably 99%, maybe higher of conflicts because you have those clear agreements. It might be uncomfortable having those conversations, but when you have those conversations, you'll avoid resentment and conflict that arises from that resentment. So Go forth, be stellar, create agreements and release those expectations and be on the lookout for those hidden expectations that you have and that are popping up that maybe your partner or your employees or anybody else your clients have so that you can address them head on. If I could go back in time and redo that conversation with my client I told you about at the beginning of the episode, I would ask him, what do you mean by that? Rather than just saying, yep, yep, sure, I'll take care of you. Sure, what do you mean by that? Sure, I can take care of you. What does that look like for you? That's what I would have asked so that I was really clear about the agreements and could have had that conversation. And I do that now in my coaching business when I'm uh, bringing on a new client. Um, we have really, really clear conversations about what the agreements are, what the um, I have no expectations of my clients. I don't put rules on them, but together we formulate agreements that help us to have a really great coaching experience together that really supports them in creating their stellar life. And so it's such an important topic and I've been wanting to do this for a while and I'm really, really, really glad that you stuck with me. You listened to this whole episode. Thank you so much. I hope you will share it with anybody you, you feel would benefit from 
understanding the impact and distinction between expectations and agreements. And there'll be more on this coming soon about how to have those tough conversations. And if you need some support in moving out of that place of having hidden expectations into being a leader in your own life, in your family, in your relationship, in your work or your business and creating really, really clear agreements with everybody, then reach out and we'll have a conversation. Okay. Keep being stellar and I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now. 